the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. How are you? What's on your financial mind? Questions, thoughts, prayers. Are you going to make it to retirement? That's always the one that I'm most interested in, right? A little money 101 action, per se. Things that I wish I would have learned younger often come back as a theme on the show. Not in large part because of you know the lesson of it it's that the time would have been much more valuable to have you could learn things like uh stop you know uh make your credit card payments on time or don't overdraft your bank account you kind of learn that kind of stuff in your 20s but had you learned it in your teens, the moment you saw it kind of happen, that would have probably been the moment that you fixed the problem versus you know, going through the process of learning it. So markets, whoa. Sometimes I feel like I need a good vacation because I could turn on the media and I could see what I want to see. I see a lot of negative right now, and that's telling me, be careful. You see Deutsche Bank going through some growing pains tied toward, not growing pains, you see Deutsche Bank going through some legal pains, and you think, hmm, Deutsche Bank, big bank, mortgage securities, and then you think, hmm, wasn't that kind of what brought down Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers? So you see a threat out on the market. Yesterday it was reported that Germany, German politicians want to meet American politicians to see what they can do to make sure that it doesn't fail. Uh, having Deutsche Bank fail in Germany would be similar to Lehman Brothers in the United States. Maybe even more impactful, in large part because it's a bigger company and it means more to that country. 
So it's not a Lehman moment. It's not a situation that ends up causing a sudden stop to the global economy in which growth collapses, trade collapses, businesses collapse, loans collapse, confidence collapse. But we keep looking at Deutsche Bank going, okay, they've got liquidity. They've got access to the ECB, the European Central Bank. Um, but their stock has plunged by almost half this year, tied towards concerns that its cost resolve regulatory probes will erode the company's financial strength. Um, so that's just out there, right? And you, you can't not turn on the financial media, and I'm, like I'm telling you, and not have some negative negativity out there. And then you kind of reassure yourself, because like I said, you can see what you want to see. The jobs market in the United States, it's okay. It's better than it was last year, which means we're going to have a better than last year's holiday season. Um, we have a crazy political system this year, where I, I think if we're all sober, we could say that neither candidate is, is you know, the most alluring um, I think we, if, I think Republicans and Democrats both could say, can we spin the wheel one more time? Can we have another primary to, to try to get a candidate that more fits our beliefs? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there. No, I love Hillary. I love Hillary. She's great. Um, a jump in long-term rates was a big deal on Tuesday as a driving factor behind, behind all the selling. Uh, long-term rates kept rising on Wednesday, yet buyers were in control of the market yesterday. So, again, financial media right now, I think, is doing it just a... It seems to throw a lot of stuff on the wall to see if it can stick. The only real consistency between the two trading sessions was the utilities, telecom services, and REIT sectors. The yield plays were notable laggards. Article in the Wall Street Journal talking about time to sell the utilities and the telecos basically say and higher interest rates will send money elsewhere to look for that yield. So we had an initial jobless claims report. First time people going to the unemployment line. Again, Wednesdays we get the ADP employment numbers on the private sector. Friday the government kind of blends that together with the government sector jobs on the first Friday of the month. That's going to be a big number tomorrow. That's going to be something we look at pretty aggressively. Um, the number of initial claims, it's it's fine. Again, it, it's a broken record, but it's fine. So we have that. And again, then you look at Deutsche Bank, and you're like, oh, <laughs> right? So the key takeaway on the initial claims, I think, is that Friday employment number promises to you know dial up some speculation with the Federal Reserve when they won't they and when you look at the Federal Reserve will they raise interest rates when will they raise interest rates how much will they raise interest rates when will the next one be we it's a lot of you know speculation right Twitter's down today there was an article that was published last night that suggested Disney Apple and Alphabet unlikely to make a bid for the company um, so it ran up on speculation, down almost 17%. Whoa, I want to see that myself. So TWTR, um, time is definitely starting to dwindle on the company as far as options go. 
got a super high valuation, and they're not showing a lot of growth. So we can reward a company when they come public and say, you're a growth company. Uh, your brand new IPO, we're going to give you a year to grow, two years to grow. And then we start going, hey, they're not growing. Uh, they have clearly a lot of tools and a lot of assets. So it's not as if they're anemic. There's some strength there. They're just overvalued. So Twitter will be a story stock today. Uh, Walmart, it reaffirmed its 2017 guidance. It tempered its 2018 guidance. Kelly Tencore Lamb Research said they are terminating their merger agreement. We're going to the altar and we're going to get married. No, we're not going to get married. Kayla Tencore and Lamb Research said not going to not going to not going to do it. Uh, Yum Brands came up a bit shy of expectations. Yum Brands is doing something kind of interesting. Uh, they're going to be splitting their China uh, business model and letting that shares kind of like follow that. And then they're you know, more their their more American side. So Young Brand Shares took a, a morning tumble, bumble stumble. The owner of KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell. Um, basically said same stores sales in the region. Dropped one percent. Uh, an important metric in valuing restaurant growth. So triggered a, a huge set of regional protest and negative sentiment against a few international companies and Western brands. So what did what caused that backlash? It was a you know dispute over China's sovereignty in the South China Sea. Uh, very very political. Uh, if I had to invest in China, I you have to put a gun to my head. No, I'm not going to say that. Investing in China is not what it seems, and that that sucks as an investor. You'd like more clarity. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Crude oil hits $50 a barrel for the first time since June. Oil's had a big move. Hopefully you didn't do too much yo-yoing with your portfolio. Because it was an inefficient move. And that could cause people to sell low. And then not know what to do. Uh, 2008, 2009 in the U.S. stock market, you saw a massive big correction, right? 
and it was so inefficient that a lot of people, you know, kind of waited for, okay, this is a bad day. Oh, it's a bad week. It's just one week. Oh, it's two weeks. Oh, it's a bad month. Um, and then suddenly they felt panicked and had to make a decision. You should never, ever try to put yourself in that situation where you're thinking panic. It's really bad for you. As being panic or greedy, if you see a stock go from 6 to 10 to 15 to 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, and you're like, I want to buy it. Well, all it's done so far is made money for everyone but you. So that's where greed gets you in trouble. Uh, I saw a report yesterday talking about plan to live to the age of 95. Now, when I hear the word plan, it means something different than when you hear the word plan. Uh, addressing longevity and money is really, really important. And I've got a family member right now who, he blows through money. Just quite plain and simply, he blows through inheritance. Then he's like, ah, I love it, I love it, I love money. He doesn't say that out loud. He's like, where, where can I get more money? Uh, reverse mortgage. Uh, and that's where it gets very dangerous. So some people who come into money suddenly spend, 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 spend. Um, plan to live to your 95. Let's talk a little real estate, maybe. Bring in Tony Mendez with Bay Area Loan Source. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Have you done enough loans this year? Yeah, yeah, we always do. This is a busy time of the year. For some reason, every every year, everybody, you know, the kids go back to school, so the parents have a little bit more time to start thinking about, like, oh, we got to spend some money. Can we save some money for Christmas? Or maybe it's a vacation that they, you know, the kids been begging for. Maybe they had a bad vacation and they're looking to do a better vacation the, the next year, and they want to save some money. Who knows? Um, but it's a busy time of the year. Uh, another thing too, you know, with rates the way they are. Uh, a lot of people are fearing we skipped September. The Fed said we're not going to raise rates. December's coming around the corner. We might raise rates right when everybody's starting to spend all this money for Christmas. Their credit card rates are going to be a little bit higher. Their payments are going to be a bit higher. Maybe we should refinance some of this debt um, before the rates go up. And then March, we have the ECB may do their asset thing. So a lot of stuff kind of gets crunched in a short period of time. So we're pretty busy right now. End of the year, do people do mortgages? Yeah. So the end of the end of the year, maybe they want to they write get some extra write offs for the year. Um, if you do a refinance and you pay points, um, you get to spread it out over twenty something years. All right, so it's not a lot. But if you refinance that loan within a year, you get to write it off all on the, the what you did in the previous transaction all in the same year. So some people are taking advantage of stuff like that. But it's have you done your holiday shopping for your young one yet? Uh, no. May I, may I have a suggestion? Sure. Your son will be two this year, right? Yes. How about a nice briefcase? Nice briefcase? Put nice him to work right away? A little ch- uh, change machine? A change belt? Change belt. <laughs> they can like, work at Niners games down the road and, and have correct change all the time? I'm going to steer him in a different direction. I have a feeling. <laughs> I think getting your kids started on money early is a great thing. He already has a piggy bank. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, when he puts it in, we, he Is he his goes, piggy bank broken? No, it's not. We're not going to tell that story right now, <laughs> in case somebody's listening. <laughs> no, but he has a piggy bank. I, I've actually taught him to say cha-ching when, when he puts coins in it. That's good. Yeah, so he goes cha-ching. He also knows how to do this. You know, you, you rub your fingers together and the money, and so he gets the concept of money, I think. He gets the feeling of money. What I highly suggest is get him some $1 bills, <laughs> teach him how to make it rain. So when he goes to strip clubs later. Right. 
That's right. The next president of the United States after the next president of the United States. Kanye West. I truly, truly believe in the bottom of my heart if he runs for president in 2020, he's going to win. <laughs> take my money when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger way over town that digs on me. So there's stories now about him running for president in 2020. President Kanye in 2020. That's my first prediction right here, right now. We want prenups. You believe in prenups? I, I, I can't answer that. Um, no. No. But I, I see it all the time. I see a lot of people taking spouses off of title. See them taking them off of, uh, um, you know, I see it all the time, but like I don't believe it. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't really believe in it. Okay. Which is fascinating. I mean, I've been married 17 years, so. It's yeah. 16 years, sorry. You're my fun friend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think prenups are important. And postnups. And not because it's like, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. It's just, it's a, it's a conversation about money. And a lot of people are afraid to do it. So, I think I've told you numerous times on the show is that my dad would do the taxes every year. And at the very last second, he would slip my mom the taxes with everything covered except for a sign here signature page. She didn't know what he made. She didn't know what he had. And I'm not going to say that's evil. It's just, it's not a conversation. It's healthy. She went with it because she was a, a lady from the South. So, anyway. Uh, but you see that in the world of mortgages, huh? Yeah. So I see it all the time. Now, why would someone keep someone off title? I did it. Uh, I, I did mo- it for credit reasons. Yeah, and it really is. Um, most of the time, it's uh, an investor, somebody who has more than three or four properties on their credit, and they, they maybe one spouse doesn't have but, but two, and it helps them buy more property because they have a four property rule, and then there's a ten property rule. So it's just a strategy in helping build more properties. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. He recently did a loan for me. Really good guy. Gets to know you, gets to know your situation. You can find me at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Just to show you that I'm shallow and uh, I kind of know it, Theranos, they're planning to close all of its clinical labs and lay off about 340 workers. When this was an up-and-coming company, when it was thought that CEO Elizabeth Holmes was worth billions, now she's worth almost nothing, I found her really attractive. Now that she's worth almost nothing, she kind of looks pasty with, with too much lipstick. Does money not influence people's decisions? I think it does. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. 
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There is a calculator out there called the Living to 100 Life Expectancy Calculator. And you can find it online at livingto100.com. That's livingto100.com. I'm afraid to use things like that, to <laughs> be honest with you. What if it tells me I'm going to die tomorrow? I'd freak out. Uh, you got to consider probabilities of how long you're going to live. One half of people die before life expectancy, the other after, the other half after that date. So the better way to approach problems is to consider the probability. You should consider that there's a 25% chance that a 65-year-old man will live to 93, a 25% chance that a 65-year-old man will, a woman will live to 96, and for a couple 65 years old, there's a 25% chance that the surviving spouse lives to 98. Whoa. So you should plan to live to 95 years old. And that creates what I would refer to, and I think others, as longevity risk. I got an email yesterday from a man who's making, I want to say, <clears throat> not a lot of money. And he, one of the things that he said was, I've given away a lot of money to my, my family, my brothers and sisters. And he's got about 150000 and he wants to work for another five years. The problem is he was like 53, so he's like, he was going to try 58 with 150000 And I did what I hate to do. I said, you should probably consider working as long as you can and build that, much, that money up as much as you can. Because 150 isn't going to last long if you get sick. 150 isn't going to last long if you have, need a new roof or a new car. Um, I've already told you, you know, one story today that I've got a family member who just went through $1.4 million in inheritance. Gave some to the family members, did an addition, got a car. Now, in a panic, I think, you know, when you're 70 plus years old, you start thinking about death more. He wants to get a home where there's a nursing facility right there. So he's thinking reverse mortgage. Not a home equity line of credit, not borrowing money from family members who didn't blow their inheritance. Reverse mortgage. And it's just like, really? And my thought is that's like giving you know crack to a junkie. Um, he clearly, in three or four years, has spent $1.4 million. <laughs> and there's a spending issue. And that's scary. That's really, really scary. And uh, what does he do when he runs out of, of like places to tap money to spend money? And you wouldn't think by looking at him that he has a, a spending problem, but he does. Um, again, I just throw that out there for you. So the inheritance is getting smaller and smaller, and the liability is getting larger and larger. Uh, anyway, let's bring on CFP Chad Bird and talk a little more financial planning topics. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. Mr. Burton, here comes another email question for you. If I'm in my, and it comes from Sarah, if I'm in my late 20s, I almost have a full year of expenses and savings, and my savings checking retirement is almost at 100000 what should I be focusing on next? 
So Sarah has a hundred thousand in her savings, plus she's got a year saved up. It sounds like she's got a four hundred one k with a hundred thousand. Ah, okay, all right. And she's got a year of expenses. We got an age on this girl. Phone number pushing thirty. She's in her <laughs> late twenties. She currently contributes job. contributes fifteen percent of her salary to her four hundred one k. With Sarah's eight, been listening with an eight percent match. She saves seven hundred dollars a month into savings. What's her next? Oh, her next financial goal. She says, "I want to buy a house." But I guess she's asking, uh, "What else should she be thinking about?" Well, <clears throat> so Sarah, if you're a high income earner and you can't do a Roth, we'll talk about that for a minute. Let's say if you're eligible for a Roth. Okay, that's she, the, actually, that, I, I know her. I met her at the seminar the other day. Okay, so she, she eligible for a Roth, Rob? Yeah, she makes about sixty. Her boyfriend makes about eighty. Okay, so, so yeah, they're they're under the well, if they're not married, it's just based on her income, so she's fine. So I'd still continue to fund a Roth IRA because if her goal is to save for the first house, I mean, you know, you can five percent down in the Bay Area, get a five percent down loan. Good luck with that. Still, even a five percent on a Bay Area home, she's got a while. Most houses are uh, going up for cash. Yeah. So if you're if you're coming in with five percent, you're not going to be considered. You know, at that age, sixty thousand of income. I mean, you don't have to own the house that you live in. You could go buy a rental property somewhere else, um, where somebody you know lives, some real estate agent in a great upcoming area somewhere in the northwest. Or I don't know. You used to like Carolina, North Carolina, for I like college towns. So college like towns. Raleigh's fun. Yeah. Think about college towns. Do you ever get uh, bad renters or party animals in your in your homes? Um, no, but. I could see how it could happen. Yeah, so you just got to be careful. I use a management Good company. property manager, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing. Is I don't see how you would afford to buy a Bay Area home in a nice area with $60,000 of income. It's not going to happen. Right. So be a renter. Don't be ashamed of it, As long as, especially as long as you're saving 15 to 20% of your pay like Sarah's doing. Yeah. I think that a Roth IRA growing tax-free in the stock market over 20 years will probably beat that real estate. And, you know, people say, well, my Bay Area home has doubled over the last... 10 years, 15 years. So is the stock market over the last five or six from the bottom. And over the last 100 years, it's averaged 11% without property taxes, without maintenance, without remodeling. You know, eh, you know, remodeling a portfolio is a quarterly rebalance, right? Right. It's not tearing out all your kitchen appliances every 10 years. So, um, Which I seem I, to be doing every like three. <laughs> so I don't know what's wrong with my kitchen appliances. You're a crazy cooker. I don't know. You're you need to go bam all the time and just throwing stuff in the pan. <laughs> I did do a little bit of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do the Roth IRA because in a Roth IRA, if you're funding the Roth IRA, it's going to grow tax-free for your retirement. Right. But if you ever decide to buy a house, you can always take your contributions out without paying taxes on those contributions. Okay. If you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay taxes plus a penalty on the gains. Right. Um, so you can always get the contributions back out. So Definitely continue to max out that Roth IRA. Okay. Um, and then continue to save in very tax-efficient mutual funds. So that would mean that your taxable account, after you've maxed your Roth IRA, you'd be wanting to do invest in large-cap and mid-cap index ETFs or mutual funds, no-load mutual funds, which means that in your 401k at work, that's where you'd have all the other assets, your small cap, your emerging market. So you've got to start balancing your asset location. So you look at your overall asset allocation, and say, okay, I want my taxable accounts to be my large cap, mid cap, longer term hold, tax managed uh, ETFs or no load mutual funds. And then, like I said, everything else in your retirement accounts, your REITs, your small cap, your emerging markets, all that kind of stuff there. 
So uh, she just has to be careful where she's accumulating different types of assets to keep her taxes low and just continuing to save. And who knows, maybe in five, 10 years, she'll have enough money to buy that Bay Area home. Okay. Um, thanks very much for that. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Goldman Sachs downgraded Tesla shares today. That's a big story. Ditching its buy rating, it placed on the stock in May as investment bank co-managed a $1.4 billion share offering. So they helped bring shares to the public. They helped raise money for Tesla. Tesla paid them for that. They said, we think the stock is a buy. But now that they're away from making money from Tesla, they're saying that Tesla is a neutral. And they've cut the price target to $185 from $240. They see incremental risk tied towards management's willingness to deploy capital for mergers and acquisitions. Um, Tesla is ramping up its ability to produce cars. But the whole solar city and the Model 3 launch, Model 3 has high expectations, and solar city is losing money hand over fist. So you're Tesla, and you're losing money on every car you make. So you decide to make more cars. You're Tesla, you're losing money on every car you make, so you decide to buy another company that loses loses money. I... You just have to be as rational as you can. That's appropriate, okay, sure, fine. As the riskiest thing in the world, as far as investments go. You can't have a whole portfolio of those. Samsung's exploding phone. Nightmare's getting even worse. Okay, let's tone down that sound effect for the rest of the story real quick. Uh, Yesterday on a plane, a Samsung phone caught on fire. The problem is this isn't the Samsung phone that was pre-recall. This was a post-recall one. Um, So they're in a bad place. The phone has injured children, destroyed cars. It's gutted hotel rooms. Uh, Not what you want a phone to do. And when a plane has an emergency landing because of it, after the recall has been recalled, so it's the brand new version, the shouldn't blow up version, it's an issue. I haven't been on a flight since this has happened, but uh, I hear, you know, planes are saying if you have a Samsung phone, turn it off. Don't use it during the flight. Wow. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Samsung's loss is probably Google's gain. Google's too big to really say it's huge for them. Uh, but it's also incrementally positive for Apple. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I think it's important that you always look at things as open-mindedly as you can. One area that you need to be aware of, financially speaking, is having kids. That may put you in a position of saying, I want to pay for their college. Or help with their college. Or maybe a combination, right? So that's an expensive play, and it's a confusing play. So I highly suggest getting as educated as you can beforehand. Have you ever heard of the term FAFSA? You're going to need to know that one. So we'll talk a little bit about that. What you need to know about it, in my opinion, is first and foremost, there's a good website called savingforcollege.com. And I think you'll do really well by checking it out and kind of educating yourself a little bit on some of the issues. There's things like 529 plans that you can contribute to. But a lot of people are looking for financial aid. They're not really looking for how can I save for college. Saving for college is tricky. And it's tough for the middle class or the lower income, lower class uh, to pull it off. It's really tough because I'm advocating max out your 401k, hit your retirement savings, have an emergency fund. And you're like, Robert, I don't want to have fun. And I do. I want you to have fun too. Um, so maybe you're going to be looking at what's called financial aid. FAFSA is a free application for federal student aid. It's not a long form. It's six pages. It's not like taking out a college. I'm sorry. It's not like taking out a mortgage. But it is very important to your student's future. Families are able to submit paperwork as early as October 1 using data from 2015 tax returns. They can use the IRS retrieval tool to automatically transfer return data into their FAFSA, which is pretty cool. The start date was three months later on January 1, timeline that had early filing families estimating data on student aid forms, and now they're kind of like changing it up to help you. A lot of families are just outright intimidated by it. I still get intimidated by some things. Uh, the idea of retirement. So the FAFSA form, uh, there's grants out there. So 2 million students um, plus a year don't file a FAFSA, and they would have qualified for Pell Grants. Pell Grants come in the form of $4,700, and all I have to do is graduate. That's not bad. So you make a mistake by not filing for it. Any parent who's got a kid in college should look into financial aid, in my opinion. You make mistakes by filing the wrong year. The changes to the FAFSA have created a unique overlap. Forms are available for two academic years, which of which use data from the tax year 2015. Make sure you're... Com- completing the correct form for the next year, which is 2017-2018. If you transpose digits, 
Um, this happens all the time. Swapping digits in your social security number or other figures are common tax return missteps. Uh, when you port in data from tax returns, it can help avoid this problem, but it's still smart to double check. Um, it sounds pretty crazy, but a lot of Americans make that mistake. Where we fill out forms incorrectly. We forget to sign forms. If I had to do all the mortgage paperwork myself, I would lose my mind. Student loan forms? I don't know. I don't know mortgage forms. It's amazing to have someone that knows that stuff near you. So, like, for instance, when you're signing a mortgage form, you typically have someone who's, you know, proving that you're there and that it's you signing it so that you can't say later that it wasn't you. Um, and that everything was disclosed to you and that everything was signed. So look for look for errors. I know it sounds horrible, but ask your spouse, hey, can you take a look at this? Make sure I filled it out right. Um, the student is the applicant. The parent is the parent. Although it's often a parent filing and filling out the FAFSA on most of the applications, references to you or your is asking for the student's information. You could put in wrong data there. You can make a mistake of inflating assets. How much you've saved factors into aid eligibility, so make sure you're not claiming more than you have. Certain assets, including money held in qualified retirement plans and the value of the family's home, aren't reportable on the FAFSA. So people see investments and they get confused. They don't know what to fill in. So I'll say that again. Money held in qualified retirement plans and the value of your homes are not reportable. So don't report them. A lot of people will put in the wrong data. Um, in the case of divorce or separation, families will submit the wrong parents' information. The FAFSA requires data for the custodial parent only, so don't include the other parent even if he or she will be contributing college bills. But if the custodial parent has remarried, you do have to include data for that new spouse. So savingforcollege.com, great website for information like this. You're going to want to give yourself plenty of time. And now is a good time to get the paperwork, start filling it out, uh, because you're able to submit it as of five days ago. Every parent should fill out paperwork for their kids' financial aid if their kids are in college, unless you're super grotesquely wealthy. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.